The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Well, it's a very good evening and welcome along to the DL Debates, live from the mountaintop in Letterkenny, just coming up on six minutes past seven. And uh, tonight's programme very much focused in on the Donegal Senior Football Championship final, where, of course, this coming Sunday, St. Eunan's and Neve Connell will once again do battle for the right of the Dr. Maguire Cup. Joining me in studio is Brendan Kilcoyne uh, on Zoom from the other side of the world. We've got John Gilday. And also in studio as well to give us his thoughts on the big decider and talk about his career, we have uh, Neil McGee. So, gentlemen, you are all very welcome to the DEL debate tonight. And coming up on the show later as well, we will be talking to Andy Connors, chairman of the uh, the Terman Ladies, who uh, took victory in that senior championship uh, decider yesterday in dramatic fashion on 25-metre free kicks. Uh, we'll get Andy's thoughts on that one. And we can't forget about... Uh, the intermediate uh, winners as well. Desi Geller of Dunlow will be hearing from him on the programme. So before we start, congratulations to champions over the weekends. Dunlow, the intermediate A winners, back into senior football. Huge win for them. Congratulations to St Mary's of Convoy, the intermediate B winners. As we said, Terman are the ladies' senior champions. Well done to the girls from the Burn Road. And we can't forget about the ladies from Ballyshannon. A. Rua winning the intermediate title as well. So congratulations to all those winners who won titles at the weekend. So uh, if you are joining us uh, across the Northwest, uh, we are, of course, on air on 103 FM and online at highlandradio.com where you can watch this programme as well. We're going out on the social media channels. We're out on YouTube as well. It's all available there online and, of course, on air. So let us first of all go to Mr. John Gilday because if you're watching online, you see that he's all decked out in his, his blue and white. John, good to see you. Hi, Austin. Hi, everybody. John. Well, and John, I'll, I'll ask you, I'll go straight into it with you, John, and I'll tell you why, because last week you told me that whoever was to come out of the second semi-final would be firm favourites to win the decider this coming weekend. St. Eunan's were the side that came through it. Are you still sticking to your guns, are you? Oh, they're even firmer than they were last week. So, um, I, you know, looking at the game on um, Saturday night, um, I felt they were very impressive. They I suppose they they compounded everything that I've been saying about them all year in the sense that their, their physicality and their organisation um, was put to the test and, and they came through it with flying colours. And I know it was a at the end of it, it was a tighter game than maybe the actual game itself was for long periods of that game. St. Unions were completely in control. Um, I feel that they have all improved and matured both physically um, and mentally. And they seem to be a team that really know what they're about right now. And, and I suppose there's there's two divergence going on right now. You have a Neve Connell side that's been there for a long number of years that had, you know, has always been there, thereabouts, really. Uh has won a couple of finals, lost a couple of finals. But you know, they're they're as a team, as a group of players, the older players are not getting any younger, they're all getting a little bit older. And then you have the St. Uran side that's coming through with a very good age demographic. 
Um, and they've all played together for an awful long time. They've won a lot of big games, both at colleges and et cetera. So, you know, everything is in their favour. But in saying that, this time last year, we were having the same conversation. The conversation was in reverse. The blue and white was couldn't be beaten. So we all know in county final days, crazy things can happen. And Dave Connell won't be showing up to make up the numbers. So I'm sure they'll have something up their sleeves, not to make sure that St. Eunice don't get it all their own way. Yeah. Would you agree with what John is saying there, Brendan, from a St. Eunice point of view? I have never agreed with John Gilday in my life, so I'm not going to start now the week of a county final. No, listen, John makes John makes a lot of very valid points there. St. Junins look to be in a good place. They look they were convincing at times. I wouldn't go as far as say, you know, that they were brilliant on Saturday night from the point of view. They opened up a six point lead and they conceded a bad goal just before half time. And that's going to be a concern for Rory Cavanagh because little things like that can have a big effect on a game. And you could see the pep and the step in Kilcar lads going into the dressing room at half time and they came out and they put it up. Now there's a very good Kilcar team. But I think Kilcar will have a lot of regrets after Saturday night. There's some brilliant performances, you know, Andrew McLean, Patrick McBrearty in particular, Kieran McGinley, I thought, in the middle of the field. But, you know, there was more, I feel there's more in that Kilcar team and they just didn't deliver it on the night. They came back, they drew level with Unions. Now, they expended a lot of energy catching up Unions, catching up a six-point lead. But at that stage, Unions showed great composure and John mentioned it, to be able to kind of regroup and gather themselves and go on again. Because essentially, this is a very young St. Unions team, particularly up the top of the field. You know, the top, eight are really, really young fellas, 21, 22, most of them kind of thing. They've been experienced, they've a lot of experience at the back, but, you know, there there are areas of concern for St. Junins going into the final and, you know, they know coming up against this Nave Connell team, the sixth final in a row, they're tough, they're hardened, they know how to win games and, you know, I'm a great admirer of this Nave Connell team. This isn't kind of blowing smoke up them or anything like that. I'm a really great admirer of this team, the way they grind out results down through the years. So, I think Unions will have their work cut out. I think Nave Connell are still smarting after the final last year. Um, they were hurt by it. They know they didn't turn up. And, you know, I think you're going to see a huge, huge effort from Nave Connell. And, you know, people talk about Nave own strength and depth. I'm looking at the strength and depth that Nave Connell have and the kind of substitutes that they're able to introduce and game changers that they're able to introduce the game. So I think this is a lot closer than people are going to be say, predicting this week. Okay then, Brandon Neil McGee. Delighted to have you in studio. Welcome along. Welcome along to Highland. Thank you. Um, Good to have you in. I suppose, I suppose before we start about the county final, uh, we wish want to wish you best wishes in your retirement. Thank big, you very much. Big decision for you after a long a long time in the intercounty seat. Yeah, it was a big decision, but it wasn't a hard one at the end of the day, you know. So it's done now and. Yeah. Move on with life now and a new chapter, you know. Yeah, well, uh, you're starting out now in your media career. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be the most comfortable <laughs> here. No. Oh, see, come eight o'clock tonight, you'll be fine, see you. Well, you'll, be, you'll be ready to go. Uh, you'll be on the TV in no time. But listen, Neil, um, before we talk about Unions and Neve Connell, what about Guidor this year? Suffering defeat at the hands of uh, the men from Glendish twice this year. He's lost to them. He's disappointed with how the year panned out. We were disappointed, yeah, but listen, we kind of had a very kind of topsy-turvy kind of year, you know, and Trevor was late coming in and we didn't really get a run on it then and boys with injuries and boys got away and, you know, in fairness to Trevor, he'd done the best, best with the hand he was dealt and, you know, we were competitive that for the first for parts of that semi, like, but I think the legs just caught up with us in the end and Glenty's just overpowered us in the end and listen, the top team, like, and 
they could have been more comfortable with the wear in that semi too, you know. Mm. Well, listen, there's a lot of quality in Gidor, so there isn't. If you guys can get yourselves together next year, you won't be too far away. Oh, exactly. It? But listen, the work has to be done now, and we didn't have the work done last year. So listen, the boys need to just knuckle down now over the winter, and hopefully. Yeah. What's it like for you now as a neutral, sitting down watching this build up to the county final and John obviously pushing that St. Eunice is going to win it and Brendan's going to be pushed <laughs> that, that, that Neve Connell's going to win it. Uh, yeah. What's your take on the pairing this year I again? I didn't say that. <laughs> I think there's a lot of similarities now to us in 19. Yeah. Like we were coming in raging hot favours that day between us and Unions now. But like you can never write off Glenties. Like yeah. even looking through their team there, like. It's um, what they've done. Like, I have so much respect for them. Like, and like, I would never write them off. Yeah. Like, if, if Sean Patton was on the the Glanties team, they'd be hot favourites, in my opinion. You know, so that's there's very little in it. Yeah, Neve Connell were the hot favourites last year. Mm-hmm. Gordon to Johnson, Unions are hot favourites this year. It's, it's a tagging into the final, probably that you don't like, isn't it? Mm, it suits Glanties too. Like, you know, yeah. they can need that mentality into them when mm-hmm. they're back. And their backs against the wall, and they always come out swinging when they're in that position, you know. So I can see nothing else come Sunday. Yeah, okay then. John Gilday, uh, it looks like Neil McGee is, is punching for uh, Neve Connell this coming weekend. What has impressed you this year about Neve Connell, John? Well, I think it's they've been very, a bit like Urins, they've been very functional in the way they've gone around their business. There's been no highlights. Um, you know, if you look at the big games they had against Gidor last year, and Gidor were, were, you know, a much, much stronger side last year. And as Nate rightly pointed out, they suffered badly from injuries and one thing and another this year. Um, but they had a really, really big game against Kilcar in the county, the delayed county final last year. And then they played Gidor and Kilcar again and were very impressive in all those games. Um, this year, you know, it's the complete opposite. You know, they've struggled through games, they've got the job done. They've been unimpressive. Um, they haven't blown the lights out. So I, I think that shows the kind of mentality that the team has, that they, they don't have to be going well to one games. And they've done that against Glen Swally and different teams. And really in a county final day, you just need one performance. So I know there's an awful lot of work going on behind the scenes. And I think maybe a lot of those area games were, you know, the, the without being too anyway disrespectful, I felt anybody the feeling would have been Neve Connell would have won them um, comfortably enough, and therefore their their eyes were focused firmly ahead into a semi final final because, as we thought at the start of the year, it was the big four. Um, maybe the big four are not maybe not as strong as they were last year, but the big four were anticipated to go to the semi finals, and I think that's where the real focus from Neve Connell's point of view was. Um, so they've got the final completely. You know, under the radar, there's no hype about them. It's all about St. Julian's this year. I agree with Neil. That's exactly the way you want it to go into a final. Um, if you're going in underdogs and um, with nothing to lose. Um, and I do think that, you know, while I do make St. Julian's favours and rightly so, they're defending champions and they're playing well within themselves. Um, I would never discount these guys. Yeah. Um, John, I, I'm going to totally it. disagree with you when it comes that, that these boys are seen as underdogs and there's not that hype about Neve Connell because how can there not be hype about a side that has just got into a sixth senior county uh, d- decider in a row? And uh, maybe there might have been questions asked on the Glen Swilly performance of the match where, where, where they drew, but I don't think they could have been questioned any time after that, John. No, the, 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 but, but they have been. They've been continuously questioned in the sense that 
you know, um, you know the the saga when you had with Gidor, the three games and Gidor were defending Ulster champions. That was a big, big test for Neve Connell, and, the, and they rose to the occasion. And they were probably the you know three of the best finals I've seen in a row in a long, long time. And they came out the right side of it. So I'm not I'm not writing them off, but I just think if you look at this objectively, St. Urans with everything like the the bog the the bogey that was on Urans back was they had to win a county title, and. I was wary going into last year's county final because all the talk was about Neve Connell. They'd beaten Gidor, Kilkar. They were on. They were flying. They couldn't be stopped. And people forgot that the two previous years prior to that, a very young, inexperienced and unit side, almost beat Neve Connell twice, and only for a punch goal out of Sean Patton's hand that was disputed. And the year before, only for Neve Connell had a man sent off and it kind of reinvigorated the side. They were in trouble as well. So the the margin of error between Neve Connell and St. Eudens over the years has never been big apart from last year. So in everybody's eyes, and I would say if you're being honest about this across the board, if you spoke to maybe 10 people around the county that have been in the in the GA circles, you're probably seven of them are going to go for, for St. Eudens. And that's the way it is. They're defending county champions. They earned it the hard way. They've come on as a side. They deserve that level of respect. And that's exactly where Neve Connell want them to be. Um, so it's set up what you would think is for a very, very competitive game and maybe an ambush. But I know Rory, um, you know, has these guys on a very level head headed approach. They seem very composed. They have enough experience at the back. Like, to me, I think they're probably collectively this, you know, the seventh, seven best defenders nearly in the county when it comes to I thought their half back lane was exceptional at the weekend I thought Conor O'Donnell Sr. was was immense in the way he was playing the game and he was dictating and he's physically much bigger much stronger and seems to be in really really good shape so uh, if you're a betting man you would have to go with St. Unans but county finals are there to be won how you play before the county final is irrelevant how you can play after the county final is irrelevant it's down to one game and I know these these lads have a lot of pride um, and a lot of heart and a lot of really good footballers there, so you can never rate them off. Yeah. Uh, Brendan, we've seen at the weekend, Neve Columba, defensively they were very good in the intermediate final where they only conceded 1-8 against against Dunlow, but up the top end, they just faltered. The, the, there was nothing up top, nothing in show, and they ended up scoring four points. Uh, we expect this to be a really, really tight game. What do you have to do if you're going to break down that defence that John just mentioned that has probably the, the seven best defenders in the county involved in? Yeah, they have, you know, they're, they're all top-class defenders. I'm saying it all year, you know, and then you're looking at the likes of Kieran Tobin went away for the summer, can't get his place back, and who do you drop to get him into the team? You don't drop any of them guys because they're playing too well. Um, and you look at uh, Connor Morrison back in the frame now, came on again for 10 or 15 minutes, and, you know, he was our number one defender for a number of years until he got that bad injury. So, you know... There's a huge quality there. How do you break them down? You know, we talk about, Neil mentioned Sean Patton, like his kickouts are a huge conundrum for Martin Regan. How do you manage that? How do you control, you know, where he can put the ball? Because he can basically land it on a two-pence piece. By the same token, we saw a high ball into the square on Saturday evening causing trouble. We've seen it in the past. And that, if you're looking for a weakness... That's something that Rory Cavanaugh will be looking at this week to tighten up on because, you know, you've big Charlie McGuinness in there. Leo, I would expect to be back in the full forward line. And, you know, I've, I've watched, I, I know Leo and watched him play in all my life as he knows kind of thing. And, you know, he's a huge threat in around that area. He's very smart. He can, he's so strong. He can win a ball with one hand, turn his man, and suddenly he's in a goal. So, you know, there, there are areas that unions will need to tighten up on. But defensively, each of them defenders are able to mark a man one-on-one. 
They don't need to double up or triple up on guys, and that's a huge asset to have. Now, listen, you look at the Nave Connell backline, and there's not too many slouches in that too, and I, they've been hugely impressive. In particular, you know, Jason Campbell has really impressed me in the full back line. AJ and Kevin do what they do, and they always do it, and they get up the field for the odd score. Jason Campbell has been very good this year for Nave Connell. But Ethan O'Donnell has been the driving force from the half-back line for them. And he brings huge energy. He's able to break lines. He'll cut in. Now, you know, th- there are so many different aspects to this game on Sunday. It's going to be so tight and cagey and probably tactical because neither team will want to give up a lead. And particularly Nave Connell because we saw what happened last year in the final. Once the unions got their nose in front, they were able to push on and... You know, at that stage, Nave Connell had to come out of their setup, which they weren't comfortable doing, and that left them exposed at the back. So there are so many questions and variables to this game that you really don't know what's to happen. But you have two top-class teams. You have some quality footballers all over the field. Like, you know, you really yeah. have. And it, that's what the joy of being able to go to these games is to watch these guys play football because, you know, they're so well-organised and the fitness levels are astounding on both sides. And... You know, there, I, I don't really see much between it. I do understand that Nave St. Junins will be going into the finalist favour. I totally get that. They're champions. They've looked comfortable to date. But there are areas that if Martin Regan will be looking at this and they'll think, maybe we can get them here kind of thing. Is midfield one of those? Midfield is one of them areas, yeah, because there's, you know, you've Jack McKelvey and Kieran Thompson in the middle of the park. And I suppose the question for Rory Kavanagh is, you know, Darren Mulgrew would normally be the man you would expect to mark the big player in the middle of the park. But Darren Mulgrew had a fairly free role on Saturday evening and he showed the value that he has to St. Junins in that respect, both offensively and defensively. So, you know, the, the likelihood is he will be tagged with Kieran Thompson because Kieran Thompson, wondrous left foot, that you know, he can kick scores from anywhere. Jack McKelvey will get up and down the field. Is he suited to Sean McGettigan? I'm not so sure either. So, you know, th- there are a lot of these questions that need to be answered. Yeah, uh, Neil, from, if you were sitting now this week and you had to put a plan in place to try and win a, a senior title against either of these sides, what, what, what would you be thinking? I think the big thing with Martin Regan this week is what, what to do with Sean Patton. Like, you know, um, I suppose Sean's the best kicker in the in the country, in my opinion. Like, and you know, it's the biggest day of the year in the county, and he's going to want to show off his his array of kicks. Like, so I think Martin has to take away that mid to long range kicking him and frustrate him, you know. And, and if he keeps hitting, t- making Sean go short, Sean's going to get frustrated, you know. He doesn't get to show off his big boot, and um, yeah. you know, and there there is de- defenders in that. If they can, if he keeps going to a few of them cornerbacks and unions, there is defenders in that unions teams that. You know, Glenty's could set up traps up the lane, or no, and turn the ball over, like because um, I think Glenty's retreated last year against Unions, and Unions just had the game plan. You know, they had the blueprint to beat them. So Glenty's gonna have to bring something a wee bit different this year, and maybe press up a bit more. And does St. Unions have to bring something different? Will that blueprint work again? Will it? I think Unions are a step ahead now. You know, Rory is another year with them. Like you can see, you can see Rory's traits in that team already. Like you know. Terms of Rory's a player like he was high intensity, very hard running, running off the shoulders, you know, hard tackling. Like and you can see that right through that Unions team, and you know he's a he's a year further down the line, and you can see that in that Unions team. You know. Yeah, and I suppose the fact too what he brings to the bench, like you, the way the modern game's played now, it's all about having a strong squad. Would mm. Unions maybe have the age in that too, given the the, the quality that they've been bringing off over the last couple of games or bringing on rather? I don't know. Looking. Th- Glenty's of a strong bench yeah. too. Like we were walking across the pitch there in the reserve game, and Kieran Gallagher was 
on the bench, you know, and he's he was a massive player for a couple of years from him and he's six foot four, six foot five and he's a he's a mighty presence, you know, whether he gets another couple of weeks training, you know, to throw him in him beside Charlie McGuinness and Edge of Square, like, you know, you you know, gonna have to change a bit then and maybe take two big men in to mark them, you know, and yeah. uh, are you expecting a low scoring game, Neil? No, be? I think last year was kind of a cagey game and, you know, Glenties have changed their style and Unions have pushed on further. They're a lot more aggressive this year, the two teams, and I think it's going to be it's going to be a better game. It's going to be two hard-running teams, very high intensity, so the scores mightn't be, be a lot of scores, but it's going to be a better game, I think. Yeah. Gudoran said Unions currently have 15 titles each, so if Unions were to win, they're going to, they would age ahead of you as Maher Gellman, so they would. Aye, well, listen, unions are probably should have a lot more, you know, what the pick to have, but... Uh, <laughs> the correct, uh, What's that, I sorry, Brendan? I think that's 16 titles. Uh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a few people around saying unions, I think that's, that, that, that's 16. Sorry, Austin, did, did John Hearn show up into the studio again? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we nearly, we nearly forgot about you there, John, so we did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's 16. Yeah, yeah. Are you expecting a low-scoring game then, John? Just finally. I, I am, yeah. I like it's it's if the big the big key to the game is obviously Patton, and, and I agree with Neil's comment early on. If Patton was playing for Neve Connell, Neve Connell would be going into this game. He's that important. I actually thought that Kilcar did quite a good job on him on Saturday night on a number of occasions, and then he pulled two seventy yard passes out of his top right. pocket, and they kicked two scores from it. And so that's what he has in his locker. It's very very hard. So, you know, give them the ball short and then try to shut them down. But, you know, I, I expect, you know, Neil Connell to, to defend, obviously, in numbers as they always do, but even maybe more so uh, and make it very tight. And I do I do think there'll be one or two surprises up people's sleeves in the sense that I think the way to get at Unions, as Brendan pointed out, is, you know, they're they're not comfortable under high ball. They're, you know, um, Keelan Ward's not naturally a natural fielder of the ball in there. Arandini and Connor Park again not out and out you know big players like you know Neil they would catch a ball and come out with it so there's a level of vulnerability there now the offset to that is if you kick enough high ball in you might get a couple of breaks and goals will be terribly crucial as was proven on Saturday night like to be honest in the grand scheme of things the Union's goal was a poor goal was bad defending and the Kilcar goal was a bad goal again, poor defending. So if you get one or two of those breaks, it'll have a big bearing in the game. But I suppose the way the modern game's played is if you start kicking long ball and you're not winning it or you're not getting a break or you're not getting a score, then you're just giving the ball back to the opposition to come up and set up their plays. So it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, I expect it to be very physical, um, a high intensity. Neve Connell need to bring that. Um, it hasn't been brought to Unions in that way, shape or form yet. And, you know, if they're there, they're about 15 minutes to go. That's really when when you can put the squeeze on, and then that we'll, we'll see how good the St. Unions team is at, at that point in time. But it's listen, it's great to be back in a final. Um, you know, it was a long time before Glenty's got into a final, and we've been in a lot of them, so we don't take it for granted. So we'd like to we'd like to put one more in the feather in the cap before some of these older boys start drawing the pension. <laughs> Unions and Neve Connell have met five times in finals, Brendan. Up yeah. on up until this week, this this will be the sixth. Unions currently edging it. 3-2 they've all been tight games there's there's nobody going to be shooting out the lights you were expecting maybe a 1-2 point game in this one this time around or is it going to be something similar to last year oh no I don't think so I think this will go down to the wire I think it's going to be really cagey early on as John pointed out there I think 
you know, both teams, Neil Connell will get men behind the ball, but, you know, St. Junans are comfortable with that. They, they're so comfortable in possession and playing it over and back and trying to prize an open in the Neil Connell rear guard. Whereas, you know, the, taking the ball into contact or getting turned over, we saw Unions on a couple of occasions, defenders coming up and getting turned over and, you know, against a team like Kilcar and particularly Neil Connell, they'll punish you, they'll bite you for that, so they will. So, Unions will be trained and they'll be coached and to hold the ball, hold the ball until the right opportunity arises and then try and maybe break, get through. And, you know, there, there are some quality forwards, actually. You know, you look at the two O'Donnells and what they can do. Now, they were well marshaled um, on Saturday night. I thought Daniel Lyons did a good job and is it, uh, Brian O'Donnell did a good job on them. And, but, you know, it's about being patient in situations like that, waiting for the right opening to come along. And, you know, by the same token, if they are turned over, that's where Nave Connell have thrived over the years. That counter-attack, that transition, they're so good at it. And if they can get early ball in there, they could cause Unions some trouble. Unions or Nave Connell? One answer. Oh, I'm going, I'm going to go for St. Unions, but I think it's going to be very tight. Unions or Nave Connell? Draw. Nave. A draw. <laughs> good man, Nave. <laughs> draw. So it's going, to be, right. it's going to happen an extra time. I, 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 uh, hang on a minute there, John. Hang on a minute, John. We're waiting on Neil here. So we're going to have a draw. Then we're going to have an extra time. And it's going to be a replay, is it? Penalties. <laughs> it, can't, it can't be penalties on draw Sunday. after extra time. <laughs> after. You see, oh, see Neil, Neil has stepped into the old media role so well that he's already got comfortable sitting on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I take it you're sticking he's with Unions. Nothing's changed, John. You're sticking with Unions anyway. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm out of out of loyalty and everything else. I'm going for Nate Connell one because otherwise I wouldn't be able to go home. Um, <laughs> um, you know, all things being equal, this is one of those games nine times out of ten that St. Unions won. But as Brendan well knows in past rivalries, um, sometimes the games you're not supposed to win are the ones that are most satisfying if you do turn them over. So I still think that there's uh, one final bite in this team okay. and I'm hoping it's on Sunday. Right, we don't get the short answers from John anyway. Okay, we'll wait and see. Listen, you two <laughs> men. Brendan, you've played against Neil, haven't you? I have, yeah, 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 yeah. a long time ago. John, have you played against Neil? I think I have the imprint of his right hand somewhere <laughs> in my body. Yeah. From, from, uh, from, I think it was a league final, uh, a long <laughs> Time, isn't it? <laughs> I, I'll see. He remember. He remembers it. He remembers it well. <laughs> yeah. uh, listen, Neil announced his under county retirement, guys, uh, last week. So he did after 195 appearances. Uh, we're going to talk him up now, and he's not. And he's not, not going to like it. So he's not. But uh, Brendan, uh, a phenomenal uh, career to say the least, and the fullback. Uh, the fullback role in a Donegal jersey, outstanding. Oh, an iconic figure for Donegal, and will remain so for the history of Donegal football. And you know, I, I think of fullbacks down through the years, and I go back to Darren Fay, who was fullback for me way back long ago, who, who was another fullback that I thought was very good. But no one comes near Neil beyond that kind of thing. And you know, he's just been phenomenal. I used to love going up watching games behind the goals up in Bally Buffet because you could get right close to where he was playing and you could see a lot of what was going on and it was great value. But he, he, he gave so much to Donegal football down through the years. It, it's, it's been fantastic to watch him. And you think, it, like I remember watching them in 2012 and we'll say Carl at six and Neil at three. And, you know, that some that a brilliant understanding that if Carl went, Neil set and vice versa. If Neil was going, Carl set. And it was just a pleasure to watch him down through the years. He was tough as Neil's and you know they, they could talk about the full forward union of Ireland are on celebratory mode since Neil announced <laughs> his retirement because they don't have to come up against him again yeah. and you know it was just brilliant it was, it was an honour to be able to watch him and pleasure to watch him down through the years uh, You made your decision last week Neil Has, how's it sitting with you now today? Ah good I listen, listen I've got a lot, lot of nice 
messages over the weekend and a lot of people calling, you know, it's a bit overwhelming there all weekend, you know, but um, now, listen, I'm ready to move on now. Like, it was an easy decision, like, like when you see David Clifford and All-Ireland fail. No, I'm happy with the decision now and ready to move on. Yeah, Are you the kind of guy that looks back at highlights in, in, in your career or are you one of these driven people that goes, right, that's done, on to the next thing? Funny is it's the losses you look back in more like and I suppose the boys will be able to back me yeah. up here. It's not the finals you won, it's the finals yeah. you lose. And I was chatting to Frank last week and the we barely think about the twelfth final, but the fourteenth final that's a sticker, you, is it? Yeah. Nearly every day you think yeah. about it, you know. Yeah. Um well you've got the All Ireland of twenty twelve and you and you had five Ulster titles as well. When you were starting out, did you think you'd have so many winners' medals? Like no. you started out what year was it? You made your debut against Fermanagh and oh Made my championship debut in 06. 06, 06, yeah. So, but in fairness, we we then we got the Ulster final that year, mm. and then the following year we we had a good run and we won the Division One league, and we thought that was massive at the time. You know, we were all young fellas and we were very naive, and you know, we were in cloud nine, and then we got a sting in the championship. You know, yeah. and we didn't really push on from that then till till Jim came in, obviously. When that happened, when Jim came in uh, to take over the, the the seniors after having success. Um, at at under twenty one level, he told you that you were going to win an All Ireland within four years. Uh, you your group that you were involved with before Jim came in, you were coming off the back of a really really bad year. What was your initial thoughts when Jim McGuinness told you stuff like that, Neil? I think whenever he told us, we believed him, like you know. Yeah. And um, as soon as we left that meeting, we got down to work. There was no messing about. We just worked, worked, worked every day. Then sort of. I can remember that winter was like it was very frosty that winter and there's snow. I remember coming in the hill and or pat in the back area there and cars stopping and us we had to get out to training like we were going to do anything to get out and that's the mentality we had like just to get there like so. I remember going out with Adrian Hanlon and you know the weather was atrocious that that winter and we didn't miss a session like you know we were out and. Right and done fanny in the dunes and it, it was enjoyable now when you think about it, you know. Yeah, yeah. you like running on the dunes because you'd be down around uh, the, the dunes in Gidor as well. And uh, uh, there, was, there was times when when people were at their leisure in life. You had to, you were working hard, so you were making sure you were fit. Mm, I always like to get, you know, I always like to do a bit of training my own, like you yeah. know, because it's all it gives you that wee edge. You nobody else knows what you're at, like. But the last few years, everybody's at that level now, so. Yeah, there's not really to hide. Yeah, you have to be up there if you're going to compete. Oh, you have yeah. to be like, and I suppose that's the one thing now like, that the county need to get the the manager sorted because they need to get down to work now ASAP, like just to get to get going for the winter. Yeah. Um. So then the highlights, obviously, I take it the All Ireland in in 2012. What was it like for for you that week, that morning of an All Ireland final? And heading into play Mayo and, and Croke Park, knowing listen, we're, we're on the we're on the verge of history here. So it is, we've got one more game to do this. Mm. It's funny enough, we were so relaxed that day, and like we we're full sure we, we were going to win. I don't know why. It's just Jim. Jim had a way. It just you know he was he was he was like a psychologist, but he wasn't actually talk. But he had his way of getting his point across over the week, like, and we were totally relaxed and. We, we, I was full sure we were going to win anyway that day. Yeah. Did it surprise you in any way how relaxed you were? Or was that just the case it was every game? You took every game as it was and every game through that year there was a relaxed environment in the group? The two, Jim and Rory had us in yeah. such fine tune that year and we had the work done and you know, everything just hap- happened so seamlessly for us and uh, we had massive momentum that day, that year and you know the fans got behind us and we we 
we took a lot of energy from that too. Was there any difference in 14 on the day of the game to, to 2012? Were you, were you as relaxed that day or was there anything different could you feel? Uh, we probably weren't as relaxed. No, I remember mm. we had a training camp the week before that, you know, and it just didn't run as smoothly, you know. We were trying to rush, we were trying to force things a wee bit too much, you know. We maybe kind of, I think we went must have trained for about six days in a row over it, like, and you know we couldn't get we couldn't get the energy levels up to the same level as they were against Dublin, and probably used a lot of energy against Dublin, and then we we came a bit flat then for the yeah. final. But listen, the final, like the first goal was a block <coughs> shot that dropped short to mm. Paul Ginny, and then the second goal obviously was just a mistake. So, it's, yeah. and listen, if Columns. Ball run on the net off the post at the very end. You would have had another day, and it could have been a. It could oh, have been, exactly, but that's but that's yeah. all. So on that Dublin game, some will say that that was a better day, even though Donegal won in All Ireland in 2012. There was yeah. something very very special about that semi final. So there was. Yeah, I remember that day. Uh, it's, I actually got a black card that day. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, black cards in back in fourteen. Yeah. 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 But uh, and. So what's your, your standout points? Now, obviously, the All-Ireland, as we said. What's, what what do you remember about your career? Obviously, you've got a lot of stuff in your head about your lot, career over 17. Yeah, but A lot of stuff in your head. But you know, what you enjoyed most was when you're in good shape and you're training well. And you're up testing yourself against the best players that we need to train. That's what I liked. I loved going training. Once I was in good shape, I came back a lot of years in bad shape. So, but. Yeah. You know, you'd be going up against Murphy every night, or Patrick, or Oshin Gallen, or Jamie Brand. This last few years, and uh, I used to used to love going training every night, knowing that I I was going to be up against them that night, and it was a real challenge. And that's probably what kept me going like that there more so than the games itself. Yeah. You're good friends with Michael Murphy. That that group's very very tight, and obviously you love going up against each other and 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 training. What's it like going up against Michael Murphy when it comes into a club game, to a championship game, when maybe Gidor's going up against Glenn Swilly, and you know that you, have to, you and Michael are going to go at it? I listen, we were well used to each other. People call me thick, but he's just <laughs> <laughs> on the pitch, anyway, you know. So. Uh, we always have a few wee clashes there, you know, yeah. but no, we're well used to it now. Oh, there could be a few more coming down the line too, I doubt. <laughs> He'd be one of the toughest that you've that you mark? Oh, definitely, yeah. And it probably a lot of familiarity with him too, like and and Patrick, like he's posed a different challenge too and you know, it's 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 marking them boys every night that to keep improving you. Yeah. Outside of the Donegal players that you've marked in training and in club games, uh who were the forwards that you really enjoyed marking? Enjoyed, I yeah. don't know. Uh, <laughs> Did you enjoy any of it? Ah, <laughs> uh, listen, when I first came on to the scene in around oh five, oh six, like that era there, the full forwards of that time, you, know, you had you had Stephen O'Neill and Tyrone M- Muggsy, um you had Clark and McDonald, you know, uh, you had yeah. Michael Meehan and Galway yeah. and you had the Brogans or Donaghy and Thingmila, so all a different challenge around yeah, that yeah. time and you kinda learned your trade the hard way that time, you know. Yeah. yeah. And the fullback role evolved as well from back then to what it is now, Neil. Mm-hmm. You're getting up the pitch a lot more now. Uh, you is just it? have to evolve with the game, yeah. like you know. Around that time, it was just about doing your job, and you didn't even think about getting a short kick out now. But if you're not moving for a short kick out now, you, you, the manager's going to be bollocking you, like you know. So you can't have to move with it, like you can't stay in the past. Yeah. Uh, what advice or what was if there's any one thing that somebody, some manager or some other player said to you sticks in your head from your time at. At, at under county football, I suppose 
keep, keep at it as long as you can. You'll be retired long enough. <laughs> and nothing really yeah. sticks out to the minute, like Oshin, but no, you get all the different wee snippets. Like, mm. you take, I remember JJ took a lot of advice from him the, the time he was in, like, and a lot of stuff stood to me, you know, in terms of his values as a mm. defender and as a player, like, and I kind of took a lot and carried them values with me throughout my career. You know? Yeah, who who was your role model when you were younger in Gaelic football? Who was it you looked up to? Eamon, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose in the latter years I kind of looked up to Kevin, like you yeah. know, and, you know he was a massive influence early on the likes of me and Eamon, like mm. so. Um, we kind of looked up to him, and we used to. I used when I was younger, I used to love watching them them mead teams, like you know. Uh, yeah. That time. yeah. yeah. Um, so then, what's next? What's going to happen now with Neil McGee football wise? No more Cantor County football. You're going to get stuck in stick with the club now for another few years. And ah, yeah, I'll play with the club. I think I owe mm. them a couple of years anyway. You know, to get a good run in it, and then what it brings down the line, I'm not sure. Like whether they're going to coaching or you know, it's all right. You learn all these things, but you know, getting your point across and the coaching mm. pitch are different. You know, you kind of have to learn your trade from the bottom there again. You know. So maybe I'll start back with the club at the at the underage, yeah. and they'll be delighted to hear that that, mm. that, that Neil's coming in. There. Have you done any coaching up until now? No, not really. No. Yeah. So um, it's all right thinking, you know, but getting your point across and trying yeah. to simplify things is a different thing, you know. You kind of learned over the, some coaches down over the years try to complicate things too much, you know. Yeah. So going to be a bit different from you and Eamon trying to get your point across on the pitch then, because <laughs> I used to be fascinated by watching the two of them. <laughs> but I came, he did but, a fair bit of coaching on the pitch. But it came to, to championship games, and yeah. I don't think I, I don't think that would work with young. <laughs> and I would say that was a highlight for you too, doing so much with your brother. Yeah, exactly. Because you have worked very, very well, extremely well. You were a you were a vital cog in the whole thing. Oh yeah, listen, we've been playing since. Came out, I started playing senior at O two, and he was there from, was he, I think nod nod like you know. Yeah. So I think someone said he played twenty two. This was a set twenty second year playing senior championship yeah. this year. Yeah, it was it's phenomenal. Yeah, we can't forget about Peter either because you played when well, he won the he got a winners medal too. Uh, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah. centre field for the reserves. And yeah, and he's won stuff. Yeah. So we can't we can't forget about Peter. The next time I meet him out, it'll be no, be not one the one at what the, the two yeah. brothers there was extra special. Like you know, it was a really proud day for. Mum and dad and all that. So. Yeah, would you like to get another one then with the two boys? Well, Peter's playing reserve now, but would you would you like to get another club medal on the door before the club thing comes to an end for you? Ah, of course. Like, and it's probably no more than unions. We probably underachieved a wee bit. We didn't get enough championship medals over the years, and uh, yeah. you know, I have three. But some of the teams I played in probably should have had another three at least. You know, so but listen. That's more regrets too. Yeah, I would love to talk to Brendan Devaney. I'm sure we'll get the story because you marked Brendan in the county final one year. Two county final. Two county. <laughs> well, I think you were a minor, were you? Is that right? Just out of yeah. minor when you marked him the first time. Out of sixteen. Out of think. sixteen. Out of five too. Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't have a good day that day, did he? Oh six. Yeah. Oh six. He didn't have a good day. I'm not going to say that about Devi. Devi's my buddy. I'm not going to have him <laughs> on air, <laughs> not on his show. Well, I'll, tell, I'll tell you when he comes. When he comes back, he'll be looking to speak to you. So he'll, he'll be looking to take you in. But listen, uh, many thanks for for coming on, Neil. No bother. It's been a pleasure having you in here and joining us in the studio tonight. And uh, from from everybody that that has watched Gaelic football and was an avid fan of Donegal, we just say thank you for what, what, what you've done for Donegal football and how you made it so entertaining and pleasurable for, for all us sitting on the sidelines and all us up in commentary positions too, Brendan. Absolutely, yeah. No, as I said, it was 
just terrible, enjoyable experience. I'm leaving out 02 and 06 out of this now, for, but from then on, it was a terrible, enjoyable experience watching Neil play. Yeah, yeah it was indeed. Yeah. And uh, we wish you all the best for yeah. everything next week. Okay? You're welcome. Uh, okay, Neil uh, McGee and Brendan uh, Kilcoyne, thanks for joining. We'll better check in to see if John Gilday is still there before we go. John, are you still there? I was. I was just. I was just going to say something before Neil drifted off. There um, was that it, it was amazing that Neil was recognised as the best fullback of his generation in the country, which is an amazing thing to say. But was the second best footballer in his own house. <laughs> Self proclaimed you know, according to Big Eamon, but no, I just to reiterate, listen, it was. Uh, it's, it's been an amazing career for for Neil. Um, you know, to have that success, but you know, also to to you know to be to be marking the best of the best over such a long time and coming out on top on a lot of those occasions was was amazing to watch. And uh, like everybody else said, it, it was it was a pleasure to go to those games and it was a pleasure to watch that team in general. But Neil was one of the the fun aspects of the game. I can remember a particular league game down in Kerry that there was a, a number of shenanigans going on and stuff like that so it was always entertaining sometimes off the ball was more entertaining than what was happening and on the ball in some of those games you wouldn't, have been, you wouldn't have been involved in any shenanigans Neil would you? No Well, We'll leave it on that point Listen John Gilday thanks for joining us and uh, wish you the best of luck in the final this, this, this coming weekend we'll be talking again before Sunday Thanks John Talk soon Thanks John, John. See you uh, Brent, Once Bye-bye. again Brennan Kilcoyne and Neil McGee Enjoy the final of the weekend. Thanks for coming into studio. So that's Thank our you. preview of our senior championship uh, decider and a talk to, to Neil McGee. Still to come on the programme, Andy Connors is standing outside the studio. He is the Downings man that's in charge of a tournament team that won a senior title on the ladies' front yesterday. But before that, let's break away to the Intermediate Football Championship, the low back to the senior ranks. They got their hands on the Intermediate title on Saturday afternoon with victory over Neve Columba. It finished 1-8 to 4 points. Uh, in favour of last year's beaten finalists who were away from the senior ranks for two years. The goal coming from Darren Corn, we'll hear from him in a second, but first up to the low boss, Desi Gallery spoke with Tom Comac. Desi, first of all, congratulations. Obviously, that's a great feeling. Ah, Tom, was unbelievable, you know. Um, when we took over, our kind aim was to get back to senior championship and these young lads really bought into what we were doing. And sure, it's just a joy today to, to be out there leading them young fellas, you know. Um, they do most of the work. We kind of just set it up for them, but they're a great bunch of young fellas and it's, it's just unbelievable for our club. You know, it's since we won our last championship, you know, you were on the team, Tom, you know, and boys like John Sweeney and John Connors and Bata and them boys, Miles, you know, they, they really pushed on our, our senior team then and, and we got into senior championship semi-finals and hopefully these boys can do the same. Yeah, obviously makes up for the huge disappointment that you said of last year. Yeah, look, I, look at, a lot was made of last year, but look at Tom, it was our first year. These boys hadn't won a game. I remember the first league game up in Glen, and then, you know, they were nearly crying on the pitch after winning, you know, but uh, look at how after last year they knuckled down and they put in a big winter, and they said they weren't going to get beat again if they got there, and in fairness, today they were just brilliant. Came out well and started well, kicked four quick points or four points in the first quarter. Yeah, look, I, and we did that the last day, and. and we didn't get, um, we didn't finish it out to half time. But today we kicked two more. You know, after they kicked one, we kicked two more. Then before half time, and that was one of the things we spoke about that we would finish out to half strong. Even we got a good start to finish it out. And uh, look, we had a wee bit of defend to do in the second half. We knew Glen were going to come at us, but the boys pushed on in the last ten and got the goal and then a couple of points. And that was, 
Look, we're delighted. It was comfortable in the end, but obviously, as you say, you had to work for it. Yeah, yeah, look, it was only the kick of a ball, and it? Uh, it was 6 3, I think. Um, you know, and then, look, at once we got the goal, that settled us down. We, we had the game one, Glenn's heads went down. You could physically see it on the field. It was at the right time of the game, you know, and Oshin finished it very well, you know. So, look, at, hey, that's what we kind of work on, that we try to get goals at times if, it, if, if the opening comes and the opening came and Oshin finishes great. Yeah. So, obviously, the desire is to get back to senior football many people will say you're better prepared now this year to go back than you were maybe this time last year yeah look you can even see the way we played today you know it was more controlled like last year we were rushing everything and we weren't you know this year they're matured a wee bit like you must remember they're only young lads and look at they, they needed that year to mature and hopefully look at physically they're stronger as well uh, they yeah. strength and conditioning done yeah look they do, they do it all most of that themselves you know Ronan puts a programme in for them and they do it and in fairness I, Tom they don't leave our pitch and they don't leave the gym and you know that this is shows today on it you know so personally uh, a proud day for you too your son Dara picked up man of the match oh very proud day you know we took him off there with 10 to go it is in fairness to our forwards Tom they worked their socks off and you could see that because the three men that were dying on their feet was the three the three full forward line you know that started so look at the high it's a great script for Dara it's a great accolade but Dara Dara is a real team player and you know that's the way they all are so that it's great for him to get it and look at Tom I'm just delighted for the club um, I have a confession to make I haven't looked who you're going to play Ulster someone said, in Ulster someone said it's the Antrim champions looking well, forward to that now looking forward to that I met Jack Scally and Michael Connolly out there and uh, they're in that championship so they're hoping to play us in the, in the first round Ulster it'll be great it'll be, not going to be great for our club to play in Ulster Tom I don't think we've ever done it I don't think it was there in 86 you know to do it and look it'll be great for us it's, it's great for the young kids and, and the supporters too going home tonight it'll be brilliant well, Darren, first of all, uh, congratulations. How does that feel? Uh, it's, it's amazing. It's immense. You know, like, we put in two solid years since we came down from, from senior. We were out in this field two years ago, and, and we as a group, a group of players, said that, that we were the team that, that were unlucky enough to get them low relegated, and, and we were going to be the team to, to get them back up into senior. And that's what we did today. So it's, it's a, a joy to be a part of it. Yeah, and you like, you were all very young lads at the time. like, And that really hurt, did it? I did, yeah, because you know you've you've a group of lads there coming in, probably an average age of 20 or 21, and you know playing intermediate or playing junior, you want to be you want to be winning games, but you want to be fighting with the, the big big dogs at the top of the, the thing. Really, like you want to be playing in senior senior championship if the team allows for it. Yeah. So today, obviously the championship run, you know you. You really weren't tested, really, were you? Ah, uh, no. Listen, Glenn. We we knew what Glenn were going to bring to the game. Glenn, Glenn have got goals in games. They've had big scores. We we knew that we had to nullify all their their attacking threats um, throughout the, the, the 60, 65 minutes. And by, by any means, we had to do it. We had to do it. But we knew that if we were to, to slip up at, for one or two minutes, Glenn would, would slip in the back post and, and nab a goal, and it would change the the game. So we we had to ensure that we were on top of our game for the whole 60, 65 minutes. Yeah, and you kind of did leave the door ajar for them, even at half time, four one. Yeah, well, we were probably we probably felt we were playing against a, a strong breeze, so so we were probably quite content going in at half time, and we knew that Glenn weren't going to lie down at any any stage of the game, regardless if it was the, the first minute or the, the 61st minute. So we had to ensure that we, we were on top of our game the whole way through. Second half took you a while as well to get the first score. Yeah, um, probably seven or eight minutes before the first score of the second half, and 
uh, although although there was no score, we felt that we, we were probably on top for that for that period. Um, and then the goal probably settled things down a wee bit then. Yeah, and obviously you got the goal as well. Talk to us about it. A good a good move. A, a ball in from Arn. I think it was uh, and well won inside. Yeah, Sean won it inside, and it's, to be honest, it's it's something we've been working on in training, and it's nice that anything you, you work on in training is coming through onto the, the the field. So it's it's something we have been working on. So it's, I'm glad it came off, and just so happened that I was at the end of it. The DL debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9 p.m. daily in Sarah's Kitchen, and there's free admission entertainment every weekend. There you go, that was Darren Curran before that, Desi Gala. Congratulations to everybody in Dunlow back in senior football and uh, intermediate champions. I'm sure they're still partying on D- in Dunlow on this Monday evening. St. Nulls maintained their senior status with victory over Bundoran in the, pe- the relegation playoff yesterday. Stephen Griffin was their star man there. The defeat means Bundoran are now dropping down to intermediate football for 2023. And there was a school game played today under 16A football county final here in Donegal and it ended up in victory for Abbey Vocational School. They defeated St. Unans 1-6 to 4 points was the final score there. On the ladies front, Arua Ballyshannon won the intermediate title yesterday in the first of the games of the double header which was played at the O'Donnell Park. They had a comfortable 6-9 to 1-4 victory over our drag. Catch Gillespie was the star of the show there for the Ballyshannon side. She scored 2-4 as they lifted the intermediate title. And the senior title was won in dramatic fashion by Terman. Uh, at the end of extra time, it was all level, 1-11 to 14. And free 25-meter freeze was required uh, to decide who was going to be crowned senior champions. And a, at a dramatic day, an historic day, and it was Terman that came through 5-3 to lift the title and we're going to end our show talking about that fixture I'm delighted to say joining me in studio is the Terman manager Andy Connors uh, Andy you're welcome to the studio Good man Oshin thanks for having me Tell me this Andy how was the heart yesterday when the, when it came as far as uh, 25 metre free kicks It wasn't great now to tell you the truth uh, we weren't sure what was going to happen I said to the linesman with about maybe after the first half of extra time I said what happens if this goes to a draw is it penalties or what's the story and he says, no, he says, 25-meter freeze. I thought, oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, penalties would be bad enough, but the freeze is probably even worse, you know. Um, so then it was just a case of hopefully get to... We were three points down at that stage, so yeah. it was a case of hopefully get to that and then pick the five girls then to yeah. step up. Before before we talk about that second period of extra time, we'll just stick on the 25-meter the freeze. Would you agree with penalties or 25-minute freeze in Gaelic football? Me, me personally, I don't agree with it. Uh, and I think another solution should be found. But is it something like you've experienced it now? And yes, you had the joy of winning it. But but should it be in Gaelic football and ladies Gaelic football? I don't know. As as I said to Shemi uh, before it was actually started at all. I says this is be a, a terrible way to end the game. I, I said I think it should have went to a replay because the fact that we had a three week break yeah. till we played again. But then I turned around to then at the same time I said it'd be some way to win a, a championship too. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's a fl- flip of a coin. You know, we got the we get the best of it, I suppose, by by winning. And if you were in Glen, uh, Glen Finn's position, you'd be heartbroken. Uh, but I suppose somebody has to win when they, when they had decided that. When you coming into the game, um, it was announced that a winner had to be, yeah, had on to be day. on the day. So okay, yeah. I wasn't sure what it was going to be. But then when the linesman said twenty five meter free, so you were seen as underdogs going into. Did the group see it that way? <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, yeah. It kind of helped us, in fairness, the, the underdogs tag because. Like last year, we came into the final last year after being hammered. I suppose the year before that, uh, 
2020 and uh, Balba Fay, the girls were hammered that day by 15 or 16 points so we knew that the following year we had a bit, bit of work to do to rectify that situation and we went in in Lifford probably more as underdogs that day and we felt we left it behind us we we should have won the game uh, in normal time and then it went extra time the same as yesterday and unfortunately we lost by two points in the end but coming into yesterday we Definitely as a group, we didn't feel we were going to be underdogs anyway. You know, we were we were happy to see everyone predicting that Glen Fennin were going to win and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, what did you say to them at half-time and extra time? Because you were three points down. You know you were up against it. What we did you say th- to the girls? We were, we were three points down. We were, we were kind of annoyed at the way we played because we kicked a lot of ball away and stuff like that there. But the girls themselves said, said we, we, we'll just go for it uh, we've nothing to lose we pushed up basically on their kick out and stuff to get there and n- didn't have anybody back uh, as such as we had in, like we had people covering back in front of Karen and Yvonne you know but in that second period of extra time we just says let's go forward if we, the girls as I think it was Geraldine or Roshan says if we lose by 10 points we lose by 10 but it's the same as losing by 3 so let's just go and see what happens Yeah, I suppose we have to mention Geraldine McLaughlin yes Geraldine does get all the plaudits and, and deservedly so and yes it has a team so performance as well, but when you're firing over eleven points of your sides fourteen, they're keeping you in touch, so she is. Uh, she's she's unbelievable in fairness. Yeah. Uh, as you say, they can't give enough plaudits for how good she is, but the girl she has to get the ball to, to yeah. do that there, so it's important to recognise the girls out the pitch as well because as Geraldine would know herself, she can't do it on her own. So the girls are working extra hard out the field to try to get the ball into her and we know once we get it into her, she she will hopefully do the business which she has done in Numerous occasions now. Yeah, and they all had to keep their nerve in the, these 25-metre spot kicks, so they did. That's the that's thing. That's a pressure environment. It definitely is, but in fairness, we were, we were confident in the, in the five girls that we had picked. Uh, that th- they would Who were your five kickers again? Uh, Roshan McCafferty was first, Geraldine was second, Roshan Field was third, Jodie McFadden was fourth, and then Kira McGarvey was the fifth yeah. one. So, yeah. uh, unfortunate for them, they missed the, the... I think it was their second kick. So, kind of that put us, us in the driving seat then, you know, so... It was a case of hold your nerve and as I said we were confident that the girls would do the business. Up next Ulster in what three weeks time is it? Three weeks time now we play the Cavan Champions Lurgan at home so that's a good bonus as well to have a home game and then Hopefully, if if you go over the line there, you'd have a home game then in the semi final as well. So, have you been thinking about Ulster today? Can you give it a good crack, Andy? Uh, you would hope so. Anyway, we weren't really thinking past Glenfinn uh, yesterday, in fairness. But once once the game is over, then your focus kind of switch to where you go next or who you play next. Like that was all the talk after in the lagoon on Sunday night. Uh, who we played next and the fact that we had a home game. It was great, great for the people down there because. You don't realise how important uh, winning county title county titles is and stuff to get there to the like to the community and to the people themselves. It was it was massive. Like for older older ones coming up and congratulating, saying thanks for winning the title and stuff to get there. So you seen what it meant to them. Yeah. Well, listen. Thanks for coming in tonight and uh, many congratulations on your on your championship win yesterday, Andy. We appreciate you calling. In. Thanks very much. Good man. Cheers. Good to see you. There you go. That's Andy Connors, manager of manager of the uh, victorious Terman team that won the Donegal. Senior title yesterday on 25 metre spot kicks for the first time ever the title was decided in that format. That's it from the DL debate for tonight. Many thanks to uh, Andy and their other guests, Brendan Kilcoyne, John Gilday, and of course, Nain McGee as well. Uh, the news is up next at 8 o'clock, followed by Monday night sessions. Enjoy the rest of your Monday evening. Thanks for listening. Okay.